Hello and welcome to Point Streak, a podcast where we talk everything gaming and the issues that concern gamers. We're all members and contributors at Enthusiacs.com and thank you for joining us. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at our feed at Enthusiacs uh, or our YouTube channel where all our video content resides is Channel Enthusiacs. I'm your regular host Jeff or Baron Fang and today I am joined by Brian. How are you Brian? Hello. And Anthony. How are you Anthony? Kept you waiting, huh? <laughs> yes. And just to clarify, this is Anthony, not Tony. Anthony, I know, uh, I know, longtime listeners will be able to get that straight. But uh, just in case you're new, uh, this is Anthony from uh, West Virginia, not Tony from Virginia. Um, and just to uh, hit things up at the start of this show, um, what have we all been playing? How about you, Brian? Well, obviously, uh, Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's uh, it, it's a long game. Mm. And, um, and it's, uh, you know, I haven't had all that much time to play it, but yeah, I mean, it, it, it's a really good one, yeah. but like in between that, um, I'm trying to go th- get another run through of Halo four before Halo five drops <laughs> and, um, and destiny is really starting to get better. I'm getting back into that and really enjoying it now. Okay, cool. How, um, how about you, Anthony? Um, Metal Gear Solid five, um, mm-hmm. Just mostly doing some pre-play through it there, just enjoying the open-world stealth stuff. Yeah. Hmm. And um, also going through uh, Dragon Age 2 again. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, did how, how did you like that one the first time? <laughs> Which one? Phantom that... Pain or Dragon Age 2? Dra- Dragon Age 2. Eh, could have been worse. Hmm. <laughs> Um, so that's the attitude I take on it. Yeah, and by the way, just uh, referring to Brian's earlier point, how long have we got until Halo Halo Five now? Two weeks from today. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So not fa- not far off at all. Nope. All right. Well, um, apologies to listeners because this is probably a topic we should have, and to both of you, because it's probably a topic we should have done at least a month ago. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, today uh, we are going to touch on the Metal Gear Solid series. Uh, it's timely given that uh, Phantom Pain has been released relatively recently. Um, we're just going to stick with the solid games. Uh, there's got to be, what, about a half dozen side games and, and non-solid series games as well involved in Metal Gear, but we'd be here all night if we were talking about Revengeance and uh, uh, what's that one that was on the handheld <laughs> years ago? Oh, the two Acid games? Yeah, yeah. And then uh, there was Metal Gear Portable Ops? Yeah, yeah, so... We're just going to stick with, and I realize that the storylines of some of those other ones do sort of meander into the Solid series as well, but well, we're just going to stick with Solid for the most part. Here's, here's a good rule of thumb. Mm. If Hideo Kojima wasn't involved in it, he doesn't consider it canon, and oh, okay. neither should you. Okay, all right, well, fair enough. That's because when I looked at the list of all the games in question, I thought, wow, that is entirely too many to talk yeah. about on one. <laughs> on like one the, the only the only real side one that doesn't have a number in it that he considers canon is Peace Walker. Like he considers that to be the true Metal Gear Solid Five. Right, right. Okay. And there's really not much to talk about in Peace Walker anyway. <laughs> I don't know. I enjoyed it. Um, I've got a timeline in front of me here and we'll get to that later, but I just, I've just looked at where Peace Walker falls and I'm even more confused than I was when I first looked at this list. So, um, well, confusion is kind of the order of the day if you're talking about Metal Gear Solid. Um, I might just start off by just getting a history. I have played, 
um, and this <laughs> this will probably interest you too. I have played the first two. I played the first two Metal Gear Solid games on PC. Would you believe? Um, no, I went nowhere near PlayStation for either of those. Those were both PC ports and pretty good ones, I gather. I <clears throat> I borrowed a PlayStation Two from someone to be able to play Metal Gear Solid Three, which I really enjoyed, and that's it. I've not. Uh, not played any others uh how about you brian have you sampled them all basically or yeah the only ones i haven't uh really gotten deep into are the first two metal gear games on the nes oh okay now what's really good is like metal gear solid 3 comes bundled with those two so they're oh, there okay. i can play them just i want to get through five first um yeah i mean and and really the only ones i haven't touched are the ones that kojima doesn't consider canon so like i haven't done acid i haven't done portable ops yeah but i've gone through with the exception of four and five i've gone through all of them at least twice oh no and and, and peace walker i've only gone through that once right how about you anthony have uh have you, have you managed to sample those few that brian didn't or um as a matter of fact i have ah. um i have uh both of the um early 8-bit uh, metal gear games mm-hmm. on their native uh Platform, as a matter of fact, just to brag about it. Wow. Six, two. Dare I ask about Snatcher and Police Knots? <laughs> I do have Snatcher, not Police Knots, though. I figured you'd have at least one of those, too. <laughs> wow, wow. Well, uh, yeah, so we got a fairly good perspective, and uh, you two have played, um, you two have obviously both played Ground Zeroes as well, too, I assume. Uh, ahead yes. Of, uh, ahead of um, Fan of Pain. Uh, well, good. Uh, I I wanted to make sure that I was on uh, with with people that had a, a good uh, breadth of understanding of the game. Certainly better than mine, uh, or as far as one can understand these games, even having played them, at least in far as far as the story is concerned. Um, I might I'm right off the top. Um, does this <laughs> Brian? Does this series make more or less sense over time <laughs> as you as you play it? Like, um, you know. It gets a lot they, of slack. They, they, some of it's deserved, some of it isn't. But what do yeah, you think? I mean, I mean, what's kind of nice is each game kind of keeps the craziness all contained into itself. <laughs> so it's like you. So the, the way I always feel like when I go into it, it's like I start, you know, start off. It's like it's kind of small. I'm learning about what's going on in in like whatever world they just dropped me in and slowly the pieces start falling into place and you know i start to go okay what's going on here what's going on here and gradually it all comes together mm-hmm. um by the fourth one though i would say there are a lot of different plot threads that they're trying to hastily tie up so it can get <laughs> a little confusing and that's why the entire last cutscene of that game is an hour long yeah and but it's um yeah I, i'd say it, it it does throw a lot more nonsense into it, but they they pretty they do a pretty good job of um, explaining a lot of the science behind it, or like in some cases a lot of the history. Mm. So you're not too confused. Yeah. But you will always walk out of a Metal Gear Solid game going, okay, wait, what about what was what was going on there? <laughs> How about you, Anthony? Have you had uh, any luck keeping things straight along the way? I gave up after. Uh... To tell you the truth, <laughs> um, as Brian said, as self-contained stories, each of them is very easy to follow. They're mm. wacky as all get out, but fairly mm-hmm. easy. But trying to string them together into a basic chronology, trying to keep track of different characters, different motivations through the stories, 
it's a mess. Yeah. I mean, when you start talking about, I mean, g- 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 can we can we drop a quick spoiler warning here? Sure, sure, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to spoil, and I'm sure we're going to spoil a lot of different things as we go <laughs> through this. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it, I think one of the crazier points to it, at least crazier to me, is when uh, Liquid Snake, one of the main villains, dies, but he lives on through the through his possessed arm, which was put <laughs> onto the body of Revolver Ocelot. Yeah. And like occasionally, like the, the personalities start fighting each other. Yeah, yeah, that one uh, confused the hell out of me too. Uh, the the other one that used to confuse me, and I'm not even sure if if I'm remembering this correctly, is the Patriots have this like alternate name for themselves that <laughs> really well, threw me well, the, the first time I heard it. Well, 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 they started out as a group called the Philosophers. Right. And then the American section split off and became the Patriots. Oh, okay. All right. And I think there was like a, another right, another description for it was was like the Lolly Lulelo. Yeah, that was the one. That yeah, I heard me. I heard that in MGS4, and I was going, wait, really? That's yeah. the best you can come up with? I, I was pretty sure that that was one of the races from Star Control back in the day, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't oh. know. Oh, and if you're not confused enough, um, in Peace Walker, there's Cipher. <laughs> Yes. Wow. You know, they need oh yeah, they name. became Cipher after that, and that's yeah. what they're calling them in MGS Five. Yeah. So, so they've got more alternate names than Gandalf does in Lord of the Rings, basically. Oh Just wait, lots of oh wait, no. That they also brought up the XOF. Oh no, is it XOF is a wing of Cipher? Um, they're special forces of Cipher, basically. Okay, yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Wow. And yet Cypher doesn't do a very good job of controlling them. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> Skullface. Yeah, I just wanted oh to get God. that out of the way at the top because it, that's the the number one critique I, I hear of the series, even amongst people that actually, you know, like the gameplay for what it was, is that trying to – and I remember a Penny Arcade comic years ago that had, like, all these diagrams and stuff that was trying <laughs> to explain things that I – and this was back in, what, two or three maybe um, – yeah, so it it, it definitely. It, for, for, I'll say that um, I I tend to agree with both of you in terms of the self-contained part. Um, I find that the story and uh, the writing in general, there's some really great characters in the series. Uh, like the boss in particular from Metal Gear Solid Three. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Three. I really liked her character a lot. Uh, yeah, and she's I, really and I, good. Having haven't played five, but I hear that. Um, Design uh, design disagreements or controversy aside, Quiet is a very interesting character in Five. Uh, so th- there's some, definitely some great writing going on at the character level. I just think stringing it all together in a cohesive whole sometimes doesn't al- doesn't always uh, isn't always uh, done. Um, at least not consistently over the course of the game. Now there's no, a, there's and, a- and I think and I think it says something to where like. Kojima dropped so many new like conspiracy theories and everything in mm. Metal Gear Solid 2. He had to write an entire prequel game <laughs> just to explain it all, yeah. so that he could so that could lead into MGS4. Yeah, it, it's a very ambitious story, and you know there's a lot of geopolitical commentary, and I, I, he he. It seems like as a writer, he's trying to tell a story about a lot of different things and then as you say <laughs> throwing in all these conspiracy series as well suddenly you run out of time to be able to actually address all of the threads and i didn't realize that that was uh, the whole point of that game <laughs> was uh, loose ends but nothing would surprise me as far as this game's concerned um yeah. 
Well, apart from the storytelling and its sort of uh, meandering and at times confusing uh, nature, um, probably the other thing that makes this game unique um, is the cinematics that Brian <laughs> alluded to. Certainly not the only game I've ever played that has uh, fairly long cutscenes, but uh, I think... Can we all agree that this one takes it to a new level, <laughs> this series, in terms of uh, length and breadth? MGS 3 and 4 have save points in between some of them. Yes, yeah. this takes it to a whole new level. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I I can't remember if it was you that I was telling this story, Anthony, but um, I, I had to go to the washroom towards the start of uh, one of the cutscenes in Metal Gear Solid 3, and I... I don't know how I managed to hold it through to the end of that because that was one long cutscene at the end of that game. I, well, I think at I one can't... point Snake was having wine or something on a bearskin rug, possibly. Oh yeah, that was the end of three. <laughs> oh yes, yeah. Oh god, that cutscene takes forever. <laughs> I mean, I think thank... the absolute. I think the absolute worst one I think was the cutscene at the end of Act Three of Metal Gear Solid Four. <laughs> I think it's like an hour and a half yeah, long. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was uh, what I thought was I, I I I can't tell you how grateful I was when Kojima finally realized you know we should put a pause function in our cutscenes. <laughs> yeah, that yeah. started with MGS four, and it's yeah. been there ever since. And yeah. God, I love it. Mm. Well, look, I almost I almost died in the middle of Metal Gear Solid three from uh, <laughs> the amount of time it, it took to get through some of those. Um, oh no, y- you hear the term cinematic get tossed around a lot uh, when. With certain games, uh, I I do I do wonder sometimes whether this is one of those games that kind of set the stage for that. When I think back to when Metal Gear Solid uh, for the PlayStation, the original PlayStation, came out, I can't really think of any games back in that time that would have had you know cinematics quite that long, much less you know long sequences on the codec conversations that just went on and on and on. It was pretty it was pretty unique for the time. Um, has it been taken to an extreme though? <laughs> like every every time I hear people talk about Metal Gear Solid Four, I they're like, if you thought they were long in the last one, <laughs> wait till you play Metal Gear Solid Four. Has has Kojima gone overboard at, with the cinematics, uh, or you know, do you, Anthony, do you still enjoy them as much as you did at the start? I still enjoy them for what they are, but Metal Gear Solid Four was. Complete overkill, no mm. questions whatsoever. Yeah, it desperately could have used some editing too, because there's a lot of those cutscenes that didn't even need to be there for it. Yeah, yeah. and then he went kind of underboard through a lot of the Phantom Pain, because there's well, much less in the cutscene department to the point that the story feels kind of anemic at the end of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, what's what, what I've heard from that is like. Konami was cutting his budget like crazy, so what they ended up having to do was squeeze all of the all of the exposition into those cassette tapes you get. Yeah. Oh, it shows. I mean, what, what's kind of, what's kind of nice about it is like any important exposition is given to you at the appropriate time. Um, anything you might be interested in, you could kind of find along the way, but they'll also give you some of those too. It's you, you can really tell that. Kojima's budget was just getting slashed like crazy, especially when I keep hearing that there's a whole section of the end that would have made the story so much better if he'd been allowed to leave it in. Hmm, hmm. Makes you wish uh, 
we'd get a director's cut someday, eh? but it doesn't seem likely at this point, given <laughs> given recent oh, events. Oh, God, I hate Konami. Yeah. Well, we'll come back to Konami and uh, Kojima a little <laughs> bit later. Uh, another thing beyond the cinematics that makes this game uh, unique is the uh, is the stealth gameplay. Now, it's not the only stealth series out there, but it does have some things about it that are quite unique. And I'm not just talking about the boxes, although I think we all enjoy the boxes, <laughs> don't we? Uh, <laughs> How can you um, not? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just just the whole concept of the radar and the you know, I I was a Splinter Cell fan before I was a Metal Gear fan. I just found my way to one series before the other, and they're both very different takes on stealth. Um, I I'm trying to remember what the what what was the tagline on the original game? Stealth, action, espionage, or something like that. So yeah, it, tactical tactical espionage action. That's right, that's right. Yeah, and I actually I do think that's a pretty fair description of it because it's not mm-hmm. it's definitely not the most hardcore stealth game out there. You know, it's no Thief or Thief Two, uh, and you know the. It, it's it's not it's not even as advanced in certain ways as, as Splinter Cell was when it came to things like you know um, di- different techniques, but it, it did it did work within you know the confines of that you know consider that that first game did that first game come out before they had uh, the analog control? I remember the original Anthony, you would doubtless know that this distinction. The original PlayStation controllers didn't have the analog. Is that right? Before they were po- proper twin sticks. Was this game yeah. out before that changeover? Um, the dual analog was out when mm. Metal Gear Solid first came out, but it was not the standard controller. Oh, it okay. is perfectly possible to play the original Metal Gear Solid with the PlayStation controller. Right. Well, then now, that, what I what, yeah. what I've actually like with my experience with it is like it like when I tried playing it on a PS2, it would not accept the sticks. Like okay. like even like even if I turn them on, it's like the left stick would work, but then like the the square triangle circle buttons yeah w- wouldn't work yeah so it was like I had to play it with the D pad in order for it to work properly yeah. and when you think about it, that's pretty impressive that they managed to pull off a stealth game that well with those <laughs> with those limitations because today you know you'd be playing with the fairly precise analog controls uh, you, you wouldn't well, the, 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 be as restricted to the cardinal movement points either so yeah the the top-down view really helps with that mm. you know like the, they didn't you, you didn't get an isom or like a, a, an over-the-shoulder view or a third right. per, a, a true third person view until mgs3 yeah. and even then you could turn it off yeah. yeah so i mean the d-pad worked fine because it had like a because it was like the camera was was stuck to the ceiling yeah yeah, yeah, and I, I liked all the uh, little mechanics. Um, some some of which, and uh, actually, this is probably a good question for you, Anthony. I I did dabble a little bit with the original Metal Gear on the NES, um, and I remember that there was a, a fair bit of sort of subterfuge and stuff like that going on in that game. Like it was, I think it's fair to say that avoiding combat as much as possible was probably for the best because you could die pretty quickly <laughs> in that game. Yeah. Uh, and obviously they sort of carried a lot of that over to to Metal Gear Solid, where you know playing run and gun is really not the ideal way to go. Uh, is it fair to say that there's you know some of the DNA of that original game, and apart just from the concept of you know walking tank, <laughs> it found its way into the uh, into the Solid series when it launched? 
Oh, no doubt about it. In fact, the um, second of the 8-bit Metal Gear games, Metal Gear 2 Solid Snake, mm. is more or less Metal Gear Solid, yeah. just in a less technologically impressive form. Right. It follows a lot of the same set pieces. Yeah. And, it, and is Gray Fox a character in those first two games? Um, he's He could charitably be called a character in the first Metal Gear. Okay. There's yeah, a guy who's the Tom Great That's the last you see of him. Yeah, I, I when I uh, I don't know whether you had this um, this this happened with you, Brian. But when I played Metal Gear Solid and Gray Fox turned up, I got this sort of feeling like, should I know who this guy is? Should this be more? <laughs> like it seems like I this absolutely is very got dramatic. that impression. Yeah, and I didn't. know It, who it was the very was. dramatic. The, <laughs> the 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 way they talked about him, it was like, okay. I, I, how do I have no backstory on this guy? And then after doing a little digging, I found out about Metal Gear One and Two. And like, yeah, yeah. Oh, great! More backstory. Yeah. And 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 I I do kind of like that. Like you know, I on the one hand I do sometimes get annoyed when games don't explain themselves that well. On the other hand, I like that there's some stuff in there that's for the you know the diehards that have played the older games. Yeah. I also like I I in reading for this podcast I heard and. You probably you might know some of this stuff, Anthony. Having some of the older systems working still, there's apparently features in there where if you had other I don't know if you know this, Brian. If you had other Konami games on your save card, apparently certain dialogue options would be triggered with certain characters. I heard about that. Yeah. <laughs> so the, the 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 only one I know about was the one where Psycho Mantis would you know try to show <laughs> off his power, and then he would read your your memory card and say, "Oh, you like playing blah blah blah." <laughs> You like but but if but if you didn't have you? <laughs> but if you didn't have one of that then he went with the vibrate make the controller move yeah yeah exactly yeah so it's like put the controller on the floor yeah. and then he makes it and then he, he and then it vibrates and makes it move yeah and that um that brings me to another thing that um I don't know if it's unique to Melgar Solid but I kind of it's it's one of the it's one of the highest profile examples of this sort of stuff is this fourth wall breaking that goes on at least once a game. I now I haven't played fourth or four or five, so if this still isn't happening in four or five, uh, by all means let me know. But it seems like in every Metal Gear Solid game, at least the, that I played, there's at least one sequence where there's something uh, that kind of you have to remove yourself from the game and be the player for a minute. And and I in the first game it was uh, you could beat Psychomantis by Futzing with the second controller. That was the only way to beat him. Yeah. In the second game, I'm blanking on what the one was there. I think I think there was a codec on the back of a box or something like that. And in the third game, there was this dream sequence that you had to beat somehow by waiting until the death screen or something like that. Is can someone remind me how that worked in Metal Gear Solid Three? Well, I think with three I think you're I think you're right. It, yeah. But the, the only one that's coming to mind was like when he's like wading through this river and all the and the yeah. ghosts of everyone you've killed is walking by you. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you if you get killed by that, mm-hmm. and and this was what was driving me nuts because I would make it through all the ghosts and get down <laughs> to the very last and get down to the very end of it. Like you couldn't go any further. You died right there. Yeah. It didn't. I, I had to look it up. Yeah. You 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 have to use the revival pill. Yeah. To get yourself out of that. Yeah. To, to wake up and yeah. it's like okay now you can continue. Yeah. Well, 
Well, how how do we feel about that? I mean, <laughs> I and by the way, were, are there any bits like that in four or five that kind of force the player to like you know move outside the confines of the character like that? Or is that something they dropped? I haven't played four in so long. Mm. I have um, no idea, but like five, I haven't seen anything yet. Okay. The only thing that's coming to mind in four is a sequence that kind of makes fun of you for trying this <laughs> during the uh, Screaming Mantis boss fight. Mm. If you try to do the switching controller ports, the Psycho Mantis, you'll get a codec call telling you to not do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, how do we feel about that? I, I, I thought I thought the first one was clever in a way and the back of the box codexing i kind of rolled my eyes when i found, found that out but i kind of had your reaction brian where i was like should i really have to look this up <laughs> in order in order to be able to play this because yeah. you know much like some infamous dilly little sections in castlevania 2 where you had to do these completely random things in order to progress in the game i i kind of i kind of prefer my games to make sense like <laughs> even if it well, is funny well it, it, it's it's the kind of thing that's Kojima is trying to like is is encouraging you to be creative. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not so much you know it's not really out of the realm of possibility that you know someone would think well let me let me look for the revival pill but at the same time you know most most players are going to think you know I you know at this at this at the death screen that's when I can't use it like I can't use any of my items so most people are thinking yeah. okay well. I hit the continue button. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's, I mean, plus, you know, he threw in a couple things in at least MGS three. And I think a few other games that's like, if you tried it, like he never straight up told you. Yeah. But it, but you felt really clever if you found out about it. Like, you know, like, yeah. like you can, you can hold up, um, like, like, like point a gun at a guard's back and like make him surrender. Yeah. And then interrogate him. There's no instructions on how to do that. It's just you might accidentally find out that you can do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's certainly a lot of depth in, in gameplay there, and and it does reward creativity in certain places. But yeah, some of those fourth wall moments are a bit unusual. Um, well, get, getting ahead to the uh, to the people that have made the game and the and the company that are behind it. Um, it's uh, kind of it's well known at this point that uh, Kojima and Konami have parted ways, and uh, the exact uh-huh. reasons for that, etc., are not fully known. Um, but it it, it kind of looks like that's the end of Metal Gear as we know it, given that Konami doesn't really seem to be interested in being a uh, traditional AAA publisher anymore. Uh, do, do either they, of you they, hold they... any hope that that, that that might not be the case, or do you think it, this that that uh, Phantom Pain is a swan song in effect? Personally, my thoughts on it are the Metal Gear Solid slot machine myself. (laughs) As a collector? (laughs) Yeah. Actually, Konami has actually trademarked the, I think it's called the Big Boss Pachinko Machine. Oh, God, really? That is awesome. Yes. I just found out about that. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's like, you know, they turned Silent Hill into a pachinko machine. They turned Castlevania into a pachinko machine. Of course they were going to do Metal Gear Solid. We're all sons of pachinkos now. So, I mean, I'm, 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 unless Hideo Kojima comes back into it, I'm never buying another uh, Metal Gear Solid game from Konami. I will most likely be 
I, I will be looking out for the uh, spiritual successor to it that Kojima will inevitably work on. Yeah, yeah. You know, ho- hopefully he starts. Right? Yeah, ho- hopefully he starts. You know, a Kickstarter campaign that we can all just pour money into, and we can get the the next version of Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I suppose. Uh... Uh, given given the success of Shenmue, he he must be sitting there thinking, "Wow, my my series isn't going to even be lapsed for that long. <laughs> I wonder what I can do with Kickstarter." Well, and, well, and not just the Shenmue. There's um, there was a uh, the, the 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 guy who was originally behind Castle the original Castlevania yeah. games, yeah. especially Symphony of the Night. He did a Kickstarter. I yeah. mean, he had a publisher, but it was like they're giving me this much money. Yeah. If I can get this much money on Kickstarter, and I will pour all of that into bonus content. Yeah, yeah. And then there was the the guys who originally worked on Banjo Kazooie. I forget the name of the game. Yeah, I know but, what you mean. Uh, yeah. Ukulele. Ukulele, yes. So I, I mean, he he should be looking at that. Oh, oh and of course, Mighty Number no. Nine. He should be mm-hmm. looking at all of these games, going, you know, if I throw my name out there and give them and 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 give them the premise of the next game I want to make. I mean, honestly, I think he and Del Toro and Reedus should get back together and, like, make – obviously, it can't be called Silent Hills. Yeah. But, like, just make that game and give it another name. Yeah. I mean, it's not like there wouldn't be enough cachet between those three, crea- uh, you know, creatives to, to get it off the ground with – you know, and be successful with the name or not. So. And apparently yeah. they had, like, one of the best names in Japanese horror like or in, in horror art yeah. behind it. So yeah, it's uh, future definitely uh, murky, if not you know completely bleak as far as the series is concerned. Um, Mm -hmm. Just speaking of your experiences with uh, with Phantom Pain, uh, have you Anthony? Have you did you enjoy the game? You you're on your second run through now, have you said or? Um, No, I'm just doing the post game, running around Afghanistan and Africa, messing with things. Okay. Um, Attaching balloons to things, sending them uh, into the oh, stratosphere. Yeah. It is glorious. Um, <laughs> oh, God. It, the gameplay like... <laughs> is absolutely fantastic. I can't recommend it enough. Yeah. Story-wise, oh, I have very mixed feelings about it. It mm. all kind of falls apart at the end. Yeah. Like mm. Brian said, you can really tell when the time and the money started running out. Yeah. And it... Um, well, to bring up Dragon Age 2 again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Brian, are you are you past the story part? Are you still in the mopping up phase yourself? Or are you, oh, God, no. Through? I'm still working through the story. Oh, okay. All right. I'm trying to think where I am. I, I, I'm only a couple missions into into Africa. Oh, wow. So, like, I haven't even gotten very far into that part of it. Like, I've, I'm probably not clear of Afghanistan yet, but there's, like, a lot of... But like I, I haven't done much in Africa yet. Like I think we only just got a translator for oh, for Afrikaans. Uh, um, you haven't gotten to the good stuff then yet. Yeah, I'm sure. And, and um, have you guys both been playing this game offline to avoid all this BS with the forward? Oh bases God, and yes. Stuff? Yes. Yes. Yeah. So oh I, my God. I, I don't understand it. Like you're you're obviously you're you're excluding yourself from that ridiculousness. But are you mm-hmm. missing out on anything as a result of that? If anything, it's just like what, what what they do is they give you more storage space for pe- for personnel and resources. Hmm. So like you, you can only store so so much at your mother base. Hmm. So you build a forward operating base to 
to store extra stuff over there. Now, I'm actually kind of unclear on whether or not you actually need to play online to have a forward operating base. You do. You do. Okay. So I guess I'm never using one. (laughs) But, like, I... I mean, but but the thing is, like, I don't I don't want to risk other players coming in and taking all my stuff, and I absolutely do not want to pay for Konami's stupid insurance for yeah, it. Yeah, that that was something else, eh? <laughs> that standover money, <laughs> like protection you know, money, like, rather. K- Kona- K- yeah, ex- exactly. See, Konami has been rumored to have connections to the Yakuza. Yeah. And this just cemented that <laughs> to a lot of people. Yeah. Yeah, that is. Um, I mean, can I ask a dumb question? I I, I know that uh, I know that this comes up all the time, and I know that on Enthusiasts and on this podcast that we've talked about it before. But why would anyone want multiplayer elements put into a Metal Gear game? Like, is anyone really interested in that, <laughs> or is this just well, more of the same crap we see, like Tomb Raider getting multiplayer and stuff like that? Well, I, th- I think. MGS4, when that got its multiplayer, that was more of like the Tomb Raider getting a multiplayer treatment yeah. kind of thing. This one's, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was like it was the same kind of thing, just like in a little multiplayer arena. Mm. Whereas this is, this is, I think this was more set up as a reason to bring in microtransactions. Yeah, yeah. most certainly, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It does not hide it well at all either. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, you reckon uh, if if they'd saved some of these resources, do you think they could have done anything more with the story had they been a little less divided in their attention, <laughs> resource wise? Um, probably. I hate to presume that kind of thing because saying that implies they really put a whole lot of effort into this forward observation base stuff, which they honestly didn't really. <laughs> Well, I'm because it's Konami. I'm going to assume yes, they cut a lot of the resources for the single player game to force Kojima to put in this stupid Ford operating base thing. Yeah. Well, it's a, it's a real shame because um, I mean, I, I, this is the sort of game I would never play the multiplayer unless I was literally forced to, or you know, just couldn't find a way to work around it like you guys have been doing. So just to to see that they've you know implemented something that you know no one really needs. Purely for an opportunity for a cash grab, um, you know. I, I guess uh, I'd say it's. I'd say I was surprised if I were actually surprised, but in this day and age, I'm not. <laughs> not nothing. Nothing. Konami does surprises me anymore at this point. Right. Right down to that insurance business we heard about a few weeks ago. So. Yeah. I might. Uh, I might ask you guys. Uh, you're, you're obviously both ha- have enjoyed or enjoying uh, Five a lot. Uh, up to prior to that, what would have been your favorite game in the series uh, previously? How about you, Brian? Hmm, that's a tough call. Um, see, see, each story is just as confusing as the last one, <laughs> but they get mechanically better every time. Yeah. Like a lot easier to play. It's like he's come up with a new mechanic that makes it that makes gameplay either easier or more fun. Yeah. Um, gosh, I'm. You know, I might have to go. I might have to go with three on that one. Okay. And mainly because, like, I I I think I enjoyed four's mechanics more, but. 
I, I think three is what everyone thinks. It still had like the style of gameplay that everyone thinks of when they think of Metal Gear Solid. It's one big, massive world. It's and it's almost an open world. And it's just like, here's the map. Here's you. Go over here. Now go over there. Now go over there. Now go over there. You know, it's not like levels. It's yeah. just you're, you're handed a new objective, and it's your job to find your way there. Yeah. And, you know, it, it added the, the third-person mechanic. Um, the shooting controls were still a little wonky, but that was just, you know, that, that um, helped encourage you to, to stick with stealth. And um, and it, it felt like like a Cold War action movie, which yeah, which made it all the more exciting for me. It had a bit of James Bond going on there, a little bit at least. Yeah. Yeah, like it, like it had like the opening song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah, I, I think I think I'd have to put that one down as my favorite. Just before I get to to Anthony, speaking of song, am I the only one who, when they were playing Metal Gear Solid Three, when you were climbing up that interminably long ladder and the music started to play, you were yeah. like, "What the hell?" <laughs> that was exactly what I was thinking. Like, did, did you want a reason just to play this right now? <laughs> we paid a lot of money for this song. <laughs> We're gonna get our money's worth. Yeah, they, they they probably had to they probably had to pay that that singer a lot of money, and I was like, we're, we're gonna get the most out of this. How about uh, how about you, Anthony? What's been your favorite uh, thus far? Oh, three, no question. Yeah. I love the '60s Cold War thing going on. I love that, as he said, the kind of sandbox feel it's got going through it. Mm. And unlike five, it largely keeps that sandbox feel without really sacrificing the story. Hmm. And I like that. Yeah. I, I got to yeah. agree with you guys. Uh, as much as I liked the PC port of the first one, which was a bit of a graphical bump on the, uh, well, anything's a graphical bump from the PS1, in fairness. <laughs> uh, well, the, we, the, there was also like a, a port to the GameCube, which yes. is definitely a graphical step up. Twin yeah, Snakes. Yeah, yeah. and I... And, you know, nice I, gameplay steps yeah. up, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it, and they, mm. they they added uh, some of the features of... Is it true that they added some of the features of Metal Gear Solid 2 in terms of, like, the view mechanics and shooting, or is that uh, is that inaccurate? Oh, yes, they did, and it makes it a lot more tolerable of an experience. Oh, okay. um, I'm sure. I've actually gone through trying to play the original Metal Gear Solid again, and there's a lot of parts of it I really don't like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And sniper sequence for one, like doing that with a with a D-pad. Oh my god, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I'm I have a certain amount of fondness for the first one, and the PC port is is pretty playable, although probably not as uh, advanced a, a a port as the um, or improvement as, as the GameCube one. But I gotta agree with you guys on three. Uh, as much as I thought that I would miss some of the characters, given that it was a uh, spoilers. Uh, uh, not a game where you're playing a snake, but you're playing as uh, the future um, big boss. Um, I, Naked I did like, snake, I think he was called at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I so it's like... like the setting. Um, I liked the little dig at Raiden at the uh, at the beginning. That was uh, that was nice. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, not the first, not the last not dig. Not <laughs> no. By the way, how oh, did God. he end up with his own game? <laughs> if he's that unpopular character... You know he, what? I liked Rising. Games? Oh, oh Rising, it, sorry, yes, yeah. Yeah, I, I really liked Rising Revengeance. That was, I mean, it was kind of short. Um, it was it was kind of cool to 
like like play in that universe, but as a as Yahtzee has put it, a breakdancing cyborg ninja. <laughs> yeah. I mean, honestly, it, to be honest, it took me over two years to finish that game because I could never get past the final boss until I finally said, you know what, I, I, I'm going to look up some Let's Play videos and see what some people did there. And it turns out I was just using one of the mechanics wrong. <laughs> Love that. I was like, okay, so if I do that, went back, played it, beat it, I'm like, oh my god, finally! <laughs> But, I uh, I could never yeah. take Raiden seriously after the uh, hold, hold your junk and cartwheel section uh, in, 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 the, in the second game. <laughs> I uh, don't blame you. But what, what was really nice was Rising. That was part of Kojima's point with him, I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it was like we. Yeah, I've once heard it described like we are like his attitude was we are all going to die in a nuclear war. That is definitely what's going to happen. But here's a man. Here's a naked man doing cartwheels to keep you busy. um yeah what i really liked about rising was it was partially it was mostly made by platinum so you you knew they knew what they were doing yeah 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 i um i I heard some pretty good things about that game from people who didn't necessarily like uh, some other games in the series too so but yeah i i agree with you guys generally about three it just it was uh you know obviously the most mature game at that point and basically an improvement in, on the gameplay of, of the games that it preceded. But yeah, I, I really liked it. There there were a couple boss sequences in the game that annoyed me a little bit, but uh, I liked the open world sort of feel to it. And uh, I, I just really liked the uh, the sort of jungle forest environment to it. Really, it really suited that game. I could have done yeah, oh. with a little bit less hunting, but uh, you know, once that hump was over with, uh, I, I quite enjoyed the game quite a bit. Well, yeah, I, I, th- I really like how, like, you know, different animals tasted differently, like, <laughs> um, and, like, and, and and how good they were depending on, you know, what determined, like, how, how much your stamina went back up. Yeah. Like, I thought that Gotta was a those really... tasty crocodiles from Russia. <laughs> oh, I don't think I ever had the crocodiles. I had a bunch of snakes and I think rabbit. The calorie mates and the, the like, the, the instant noodles <laughs> were always <laughs> his favorite. <laughs> Not not necessarily um, the most biologically accurate depiction of uh, the Russian you know. wilderness, but uh, we'll... I, and, and, of course, you're carrying three cages of live snakes around with you because, yeah. duh. Yeah. Um, one thing, one other mechanic I've, I almost forgot about, and I really wish they had this, was the um, was the, uh, the, the, the the ability to change your camouflage. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was cool. Cause I mean, the, the way it is now, it's like if you want to change your camouflage to suit wherever you are, you have to, like, call in an airdrop. Yeah. Which, yeah. you know, kind of defeats the purpose of the, the point of the whole thing. I mean, I get it. It makes it more realistic. But at the same time, I liked having it. Yeah. I don't think realistic's the word I'd use for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I mean, I said more realistic, not completely realistic. Okay. Yeah, as realistic as you're going to get in a uh, Metal Gear game anyway, right? Well, in a video game. Yeah, yeah. Well, thanks a lot, guys. I might uh, I might just finish up uh, with a well and well two things. One, I, I just a shout out to the voice acting because uh, yeah, the very strong voice acting in this game. And why couldn't yeah. they have kept David Hayter for this last one? I mean, come you on, know, the guy. And, is and that's just... another th- that's another thing. They're spending so much money on Kiefer, Kiefer Sutherland, Sutherland. <laughs> rather than David Hayter. I mean, I love Kiefer Sutherland. I you know yeah. I love Twenty Four, and I don't think I found a movie he's in that I don't like yet. Mm. Um, but 
they they probably spent so much money on him rather than David Hayter that that's one of the reasons they had to cut his budget. Yeah, yeah, it's a real shame. Hayter's Hayter's great, and uh, you know, Hayter made the character. Oh, he did. Yeah. And, uh, I you know, actually, just... I actually don't mind Sutherland's portrayal of Big Boss. I think he actually pulls it off pretty well. Hmm. My big issue with him is he barely says anything. They've completely oh, yeah. wasted him. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, and again, like I, I don't, I don't hate his performance. It's just, it's, it's a real lurch, you know, after listening to Hater do it for so long. Yeah. Yeah, going right back to the first game, I, I'm not really too familiar with the cast list for the fifth one, but you know you've got some greats in there like Cam Clark and John Sigan and guys like that. Troy uh, Baker. Troy, yeah, Troy Baker, who's in pretty much every game ever made. It seems like. Yeah. Um. Oh, and uh, what's his name? The guy who does Kaz. He was also Travis Touchdown oh, uh, in the No More Heroes franchise, Downs. and he's done. Yeah. Downs. Robin uh, Atkin Downs. Yes. Yes, yeah. that's it. Yeah. yeah he. He's played Kaz like through all three games that he's been in so far, and it's it's been pretty good. Phil Lamar, I think, is in one or two characters, at least one, if not if not two. I he think was Vamp or something, wasn't he? Yes, yeah, he was yeah. Vamp. Yeah, yeah. So some really great voice actors uh, in in there, and uh, you know, for for a, for a game that has as much dialogue, <laughs> you got to have some good voice actors in there. Um, but yeah, aside from that, just uh, might might just cover your favorite uh, your favorite character in this series, just to finish it up. How about you, Anthony? And Raiden awesome. is not available. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'll take Ocelot. He's great because he has a different character in every single game. Shalashaska, yeah, yeah. No, he's a strong one. Oh yeah. 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 How about you, uh, Brian? Hmm. I really thought about it. Um. I mean, if I can't go with go with either of the snakes, um, hmm. You know what? I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna have to go with the boss. Cause in, in like, three. Yeah. 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 Well, because she's a strong one. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, she she was a very ri- well written female character in. You know, in a universe that seems to push most of them off to the side. Yeah. Um, or in, in an industry that pushes most of them off to the side. Yeah. Um, and like, you know, her whole backstory, it's like, and and then like her, fi- when we finally figure out her motivation, it's like, oh my God, I respect you so much more now. Yeah, yeah. Because before it was like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. And then we figure it out. It's, wow. Yeah. I got so much respect for you now. Um, I gotta give a shout out to um, to Otacon. I I I was anno- I was actually mm. annoyed with the character at the start in the first game, but by the end yeah. <laughs> of the first and the second, uh, I grew to quite like the character. And that was one of the things I initially missed about the uh, about the third game. But uh, I assume he makes reappearances uh, in four at the risk of spoiling the experience for me. I assume he's back in there. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, he's partnered up with Solid Snake. Oh, okay. Oh yeah, and he's awesome through it. Great, great. Mysteriously, well, he's also basically in Peace Walker and Phantom Pain too. Yeah. Well, it's because. it's the voice actor playing his father. Uh, okay. Should I expect a uh, an it's, eventual? It's port very charitable of, uh... to say that they look alike, they sound alike, they do the exact same things. <laughs> They're well. well, well, well the, the the thing is that you know, like during that whole thing, like I guess it's like just before the credits, they run like. What happened to everybody? Yeah. One of the thing was one of the things was 
you know, on a certain day, Huey has a son. <laughs> Huey is is the name of the the voice actor's character in the in the in the Cold War games. Oh, uh, okay. Um, Huey has a son, and his name is Emmerich. Oh, uh, okay. Cool. Um, should I expect that they'll eventually uh, do a re-release of uh, Metal Gear Solid Four for? Uh... For uh, PlayStation 4, or am I, uh, or, or maybe have it on the PlayStation Play Now service or something like that? Because I really want to play 4, but I don't want to have to go back and get a, a PlayStation 3 to do it. So I'm kind of holding out hope that they re release that. I, oh, I, I would want imagine them. the streaming cost to play that on PS Now. Oh, actually, yeah, I guess you're <laughs> oh, right. Oh, that'd be insane. <laughs> yeah, that would be right. Uh, I, 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 I hope they do. I really, really do. Mm. Um,. If not, like, bring backwards compatibility to the PS4. I mean, I know that's just going to be a pain in the ass to do considering yeah. the architecture difference. Yeah, yeah. But but I, I think Konami has just given up on that section of gaming. I don't think they care enough anymore. And that's one of those things that because the PS3 is um, – because it's only on the PS3 and the PS4 isn't backwards compatible. Yeah. We're probably never going to see it. Yeah. That's a shame. I might just have to borrow an old PS3 then, like I did <laughs> for Metal Gear Solid 3 then. I'm yeah, tell them you're going to have it a while. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, what, what is really nice, there's a there's a Legacy Collection, which mm. has um, all of the games up through, I want to say, Peace Walker. Probably, not, not, probably doesn't include Rising, but like up through Peace Walker, it has... All of the main canon games, like even Metal Gear One and Two, like that—that's that, a collection. Like, if it weren't for the fact that I already basically own all of them, you would have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That I would have gone and gotten, but I was like, wait a minute, I have a digital copy of the first Metal Gear Solid. I have the HD collection, which has everything else, and I have four. I'm good. Well, I'll get around to it someday, and presumably yeah. uh, Phantom Pain. I, I actually just got the uh, Ground Zeroes uh, for free on 360 because I'm uh, through Gold, my uh, Xbox that, Live Gold. So that game was such a ripoff. <laughs> well, I like, got it for free, so I'm well. I'm well, okay. Well, you're lucky. Me. I paid forty bucks for it. <laughs> wow, you paid forty bucks for it? Oh, I am that's, sorry. Well, yeah, that's how much it was when it came out, and I was, and I, and like I, I, I wasn't. Quite at the point where I was ready to believe, you know, everyone saying how, yeah, how much of a ripoff it was. I was like, oh come on, you know, let, let, <laughs> and it was. <laughs> it, it, can't, it, it can't be that bad. And then I finished the main story, and like, oh, you've got to be fucking kidding me. <laughs> I spent like four dollars on it from Redbox, and I still felt ripped off. <laughs> <laughs> I was watching I mean, the end credits after like thirty-five minutes. Mm, yeah, it it was. I mean, it took me a little longer than that. To, to pull it off, but it was still like I knew how much I had actually played, like how much time I had spent actually playing it, and it was like seriously, just the one mission? That's all we get? I mean, like there are several missions, but yeah. only one that's part of the story. Yeah. The others are just kind of little side ops. We just like go in and play around and do some more things, and it's like they're they're good, they're very well designed, but they're not the story. They're not what we wanted to play. Yeah. Yeah, well, they really just show, hey, here's more stuff we can do with this map. Yeah. I mean, so one I, of them is basically just a rail shooter level. We are in a helicopter. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the one where you have to save Kojima? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, not even joking. What was kind of cool about that was 
so he uh the, the whole mission is like we have to we have to save our top uh like i think it's like our, our top um research guy and of course it turns out it's kojima <laughs> like he's like he's his face is modeled after him he did the mocap it's his voice and so you go and rescue him but what was kind of nice was like if you import your your ground zero save into um phantom pain you then get him on your staff, oh, so okay. your so your R and D score goes way up. <laughs> Interesting. Well, um, I'll set my site uh, my expectations a little bit low on that freebie yeah. then, uh, judging from what? your comments. So, oh, well, what, 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 what I thought was really there. It just yeah, don't yeah. expect a big thing there. <laughs> I yeah, I mean it's it's really... it's very well designed. It's just way too short. I think it actually sells the Phantom Pain's um, open-world gameplay quite short, because yeah. mm. when I was going oh, through yeah. Ground Zeroes, I actually wasn't that impressed with the open-world bit, because the guards were still completely stupid. There was really yeah. no penalties for getting caught through anything, and you could basically blow through most of the mission shooting everybody in sight. Yeah. It's like Ground Zeroes was their big... Um beta test because like in phantom pain the the all the soldiers are much more intelligent they start to like pick up on your tactics so oh yeah they're really good you actually can't go shooting everybody in sight there i mean what i mean i i mainly go for like a stealth run most of the times i do it and that you know they start to pick up on things like you know i've been getting headshots with the tranquilizer pistol so they start wearing helmets I'm huh. picking them off one by one, so they start traveling in pairs. Okay, I didn't realize so, that they they had made that many changes between the first and this uh, between the demo and the uh, main game. So, huh. oh, they really did, it and it's pretty surprised to me too. A pleasant surprise. Hmm. Phantom Pain is a lot more interesting to play. Hmm. Yeah, what was kind of cool was what I, I wish they'd done this for the consoles too, but with um. With the PC port of the game, they uh, they bundled in Ground Zeroes for free. Oh, cool. Okay. Cool. Well, um, thanks very much, guys. I might just move on to uh, uh, my patented high score quiz, as always, tied to the topic at hand, Metal Gear Solid. And uh, I'll multiple choice uh, to each of you. I'll start with you, Brian. Um Towards the start of gameplay in the first Metal Gear Solid, as Colonel Campbell is finishing his briefing, he tells Snake that he has X amount of time before the deadline. How many hours Mm. before the deadline? Is it A, 16 hours, B, 18 hours, or C, 24 hours? On Shadow Moses, as you well know. Mm. I'm going to go with... C, 24. 24. How about you, Anthony? How many hours uh, till the C, deadline? 24. That 24? sounds about right. The answer is, in fact, B. It's 18 hours till the deadline. Mm. Right as you hit the top of the stairs and he's finishing his little spiel, he tells you it's got you've got 18 hours before the deadline. Uh, and I can't remember what that deadline's to, a bomb or something. <laughs> it's been so long since I've played it. <laughs> well, yeah, I think, yeah, I think I Liquid Snake was going to use... Yeah, yeah. I, I think Liquid Snake was going to use Metal Gear to... Oh, right. Uh, yes. To shoot off a missile. That's right. Of course, it would involve Metal Gear. It's a damn Metal Gear game. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing how little you end up talking about Metal Gear when you, itself when you talk so, about I, Metal Gear Solid. <laughs> a- Anthony, well, are, are it, you... Are, Anthony, it are you... It kind of becomes you, less important as it goes on. Yeah, no kidding. 
Well, I mean, it's kind of interesting how like each one seems to have like the latest version of Metal Gear, like with the exception mm-hmm. of four, which I think just brought it with, which I think just brought back the old ones. Um, you know, like three had like the predecessor to Metal Gear, and then Peace Walker had like the, the different evolutionary stages of Metal Gear, and yeah. then I, 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 I cannot be the only one really just pissed off by the new Metal Gear name. It's like Sahalanthropus? Sahalanthropus. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like named... tired of hearing that word after a while. <laughs> because one, it's freaking complicated, but they chose it because it's it's the first Metal Gear to walk upright. And, and you know, they were naming it after the first, like, step in the human evolutionary ladder to, to walk upright. Well, they didn't call it Metal Gear Erectus or something like that. It would not have been easier. <laughs> no, I think no, I think they, they said like Sahalanthropus was a... that couldn't be an easy penis joke. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe oh, they have enough good... of those in the series. <laughs> that's a good point. Well, I think it was like it, it's the idea of like the the head isn't like um, kind of like, like like I think Erectus stood upright, but its head was kind of like pushed forward, kind of like. Um, because like the spine went into the back of the head, so how lanthropist the spine went up, went up into the bottom. Ah, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So lanthropist is very maneuverable too. It's amazing that the next four Metal Gears chronologically are nowhere near as impressive. <laughs> That's the crazy thing about it. Like this, this has to be the most advanced Metal Gear out there. And it's like, wait, no, this isn't even the last game chronologically. <laughs> Yeah, this is 1984 or something. How does this work? Yeah. 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 Well, thank you guys. Uh, again, uh, I knew uh, you two would be the suitable uh, Metal Gear Solid aficionados we needed for uh, for this episode. Um, as I mentioned up the top, you can follow us uh, on our Twitter feed, at Enthusiacs, or watch our video ca- content on YouTube on Channel Enthusiacs. We have a forum that you can reach on the main page up at the top right if you want to join in the discussions there. Our email address for this podcast is pointstreakatenthusiacs.com if you have questions, feedback, or suggestions for show ideas. Thank you again to Anthony and to Brian. See you again on another episode of Point Streak. 